Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. Coming to you live from the Fuel 50 booth at the heart of HR Tech, it's the Chad and Cheese Podcast. We are diving deep into the world of HR technology, tackling workforce challenges with innovative solutions, and we'd like to give special thanks to Fuel 50, the science-based talent marketplace that bridges skills gaps, unlocks hidden potential, and supports better retention and engagement. Let's do this. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your parole officer's favorite podcast, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always, the black to my jack, yes. Chad Sowash, and we are happy to welcome <laughs> Heather Bussing of Bussing Law. Bussing Law. <laughs> you need to like, need, wait, if you do commercials, you need that that that, that monster truck, Bussing Law. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Bus, 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 bus. bus. <laughs> It's like prestige. Uh, prestige, not, Heather, global. Prestige, prestige, global. global. Okay, okay, Heather. So you have already finished your talk, which I'm is why so you're happy. so relaxed. Which is why I you're so relaxed. So She's happy. barefoot. And I appreciate that. Uh, crisscrossed applesauce I love on the chair right I love it. Well, it's because my feet don't touch the floor. Yeah. Uh, that's nice. I think, that's the, nice. I think the chairs move up and down. Uh, I don't like, have to look at that. My name is seated there, and I'm five years yeah. old. <laughs> So, so what did you talk you, about? Yeah, yeah. what did you talk about yesterday? We talked about pay equity. Okay, we, that's we big. We talked about how pay equity can begin to change your DEI focus. How's that work? Okay, because for me, this is more about equity yes. than it is diversity and inclusion, yeah. right? So yeah, how yeah. do we get how do we get those others in there as we're working on equity? Yeah, there's a couple things. One is 
pay equity involves money. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you, so if you get that right. And or lack of money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but money is a proxy for so so many things in an organization. That's a good point. Yeah, that's right? a great point. You yeah. know, a budget is a statement of values. Yeah. And yeah. what you pay people is. Keeping um, score. Keeping score. Yeah. Exactly. So if you can start to get that right. It's just math, right? So you can route around all of the, you really need to, you know, do X. Yeah. Because you can see it. But it's just math, but that is math in many cases that actually impacts the margins. So therefore, that's one of the reasons why if you can pay your people lower, and this is how obviously management has thought for many, 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 many years, why not get away with it? If you can pay them lower, then we get more money into our pockets, margin-wise, stock buybacks, all that other fun stuff. So why not do that? So I mean, why has it taken so long? We're not a parody right now. Right. Oh, no. We're in 2023 and we're still seeing huge gaps. Yep. Why, if it's just a math problem, why are we still seeing this problem? Because until now, we had to do multivariate regressions on Excel spreadsheets. Bless you. (laughs) What did she say? Did she say that out loud? (laughs) You need to dumb it down for the chat and cheese This is a kid-friendly podcast. You gotta watch your mouth, Heather. Yeah, watch out. Go dig into that. Yeah, what you had to do was do a statistical analysis about who was paid in what pay grades, And then figure out if the outliers Uh were correlated to a protected class. Usually gender, but race is also pretty common. Yeah. But with technology, now we can do all the protected classes. Yes. Um, So we can track that if we have the data and we don't have data on everything like LGBTQ. Not not everybody identifies either. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't blame them. So the statistics. Statistical work is much easier. Right. And then once you have figured out how to group your comparable jobs, uh-huh. because what, what we've been doing until now is we look at people's job titles and we look at their pay grade, right? Okay. And then we compare their pay. And that's not really comparing whether there's equal work for equal pay. Okay. It's whether... <laughs> There's equal pay for equal pay, <laughs> right? So you end up with a self-licking ice cream cone that doesn't really tell you anything, but it's always good news. <laughs> right? Again with the potty mouth, the self-licking ice cream. I, yeah. Self-licking ice cream. I think, yeah, I think give, that, us, give us the current state of pay equity. We had when DEI was popular and everyone was talking about it, this was a hot issue. We've seen laws passed recently. We saw Indeed you know, require pay a range or they Although inserted we've seen it. companies yeah. get around that like give us the current state of of the issue of pay transparency okay well um first i want to talk about claudia golden who won the nobel prize yeah. this week yes for her work on women in the workplace and basically she said we stalled out during the pandemic and women lost ground in pay equity uh-huh and there are still tremendous gaps in between men and women doing the exact same jobs. But why? Because the math is there. The platforms are there. It just seems like to me, and, and this is, I think, the missing piece, the will is not there. The will of organizations, and at this point, unless organizations are mandated to do this, it's not going to happen. So what do we do? 
Right. Without the government, what are we going to do? We're going to sit here. We're going to continue to have this conversation. This is where pay transparency helps, right? Yes. Because if everybody has to post legitimate pay ranges, not just wild. Not zero to two million. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's just on the incoming, right? What about all the disparity that's happening within the actual workforce itself, right? I know that's a start for people coming in and the people on the outside can look out to these jobs and say, wait a minute, I'm not getting paid that salary. So there is some of that, but I mean, that's a that's an external. What about the current internal parity that we just can't see? Technology can help because we're getting much, much better. Uh-huh at being able to understand the work. So, so we're actually, you know, looking at skills, developing skills, taxonomies, you know, figuring out what's involved in the work. Yeah. It's early days, but we're also getting better job descriptions because there is technology that can help create that so that you don't have to get all the weird things out of recruiting C drives and all the stuff over at workers comp and, you know, so once we have a really great understanding of the work, we can get really accurate analysis and assessment uh-huh. of what's going on with pay equity. And then it's cheaper to fix it. Yeah. It's cheaper to fix it than fight about it. But it's, it's also evidence. But if they're getting away f- with it now, it's I mean, it's not costing them anything right now. Well, California is requiring companies to report. Uh-huh. Yeah pay to the regulators and they have the same technology that we do. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the chat and cheese has a new LLM. No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Nachos. (laughs) Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? 
there's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at AcquireROI.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Yeah. I mean, so you're talking about these platforms. Give us some ideas of some platforms that you would suggest for any company who really cares yeah. about pay equity. Yeah, well... Let me make my FTC disclosure here. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I do a lot of content work for salary.com and ADP, and and they are both on track and doing amazing work. Now, what about startups like Syndio? Those are companies that are just specifically focused, narrowly focused on pay equity. What about companies like that? It depends on how they've approached the how do we compare the work aspect. Okay. And I don't I don't know. Part of what I'm here to do today is go around and find out what people are doing. Great. So I will check them out. Thank you. So Chad talks about government and regulations and there's a there's a piece of that. I think a certain segment would say the market is taking care of a lot of this. In other words, I, I know I know that if I have a, a, a pay range, the applicants I get are going to be more qualified because they're going to be in that pay range expectation. Obviously, services like pay scale and, and, and whatnot sheds a light on what people are getting paid, that people are more informed. What do you say to the, well, the market is taking care of some of that argument? I think that's right. I think we also have to look at sheer demographics, because we saw labor shortage after the pandemic. We've seen job growth ever since. Yeah. And the reality is that women are waiting longer to have kids. They're having fewer kids. We have immigration policies that make it very hard for people to come in and work. Uh-huh. And we've got an aging population that is retiring. Oh, yeah. So we have a labor shortage for the foreseeable future. But how that shakes out in individual jobs is always going to ebb and flow. So your angle on market taking care of it is that boomers are retiring at a 10,000 plus per day clip. Eventually, there'll be a shortage. Pay will equal out and everything will be hunky-dory or closer to to what it is now. When has that ever happened in our society with the market? Because the market's never fixed it before. So why do you think the market's going to fix it now? I'm just asking our guests I'm just asking. I'm asking. Historically, the market won't fix it. My question was, there is a segment that will say the market will take care of some of that. You don't need the government to come down. I was asking her take on market forces versus... I was asking you a question as well. It's okay. Oh, man. I think, I think both are right. I agree. I think they have to work together. But the, the problem I think we've had is we haven't had enough government intervention, which everybody hates to hear, but we in our history have not seen parity. So therefore, we, we have to do something different, right? And look, we give, we give Indeed a hard time almost every week, but oh, yeah. we are both on the same page in exactly. saying yes. requiring companies in their job description to put a pay range, or if you don't, we're going to put one in for you. So, so question, do you good. think Indeed would have done that without all of the states? No, making of course those, not. Okay. 
Okay. Of course not. So therefore government. That was not a market pressure. That was a governmental yeah, pressure. Yeah, no. And, and both things are correct, uh-huh. but the labor shortage is also going to make movement in DE&I. Because we ha- we're going to have to hire everyone. Exactly. And we're going to have to learn to work together. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's not going to be optional anymore. Yeah. That's a demographic <laughs> issue yes. from your standpoint. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then things get real. Yeah. Because it's not about convincing people about things that they don't think matter. It's, it's about, look, do you want to be in business or not? Maybe getting in the weeds, you work with a lot of companies, they come to you for questions and you have answers. What are they asking you? Is it, is it basic stuff? Is it really detailed? What are, what are your customers and clients asking about on this issue? Well, I still get questions. How do I every... not get sued? Is that... <laughs> or, or do I have how to? How do I not have to hire <laughs> Bussing Law? <laughs> well, my clients don't hire me to do litigation because I quit doing litigation. I fulfilled my lifetime quota of fighting with people. So a you're few more years preventative ago. maintenance. I am preventative ah, maintenance. I like that. And getting in there before there's trouble. And wage hour stuff is always big. And I tell people, you you know, outsource your payroll to a reputable company that's going to be here 10 years from now yes. that understands the laws of all 50 states. Yeah. <laughs> you know? COVID is still a big issue for employers and employment lawyers because the rules keep changing and sick leave. States are changing new laws in response to all of the ones that expired. Yeah. And so everyone's trying to sort that out, including me. (laughs) Unions are having a moment. Yes. Talk about that, because I think that is, you know, ingrained a lot in this this equity issue and getting paid what I'm worth and inflation and COVID. Like, give us your take on the, the, the rise of the unions. And we're here in yeah. Vegas where there's a threat a of point. the service industry yeah. striking. Yeah. Well, it's the power dynamics, right? right? Because the employers hold the purse and the only way that at will employment, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, we don't like your classes. You're fired. And so the only way that employees can have leverage in the conversation is to join together. Yeah. And we have a framework for that in place under the National Labor Relations Act. So you're not surprised to see this rise in I am unions not surprised. whatsoever. I am not surprised. Hey, are, you, are you surprised that it took so long? Because the, the unions were busted up back in the 80s and they, they, then they just started to atrophy. And then the pitchforks are now starting to come out. This is what we Joel and I have been talking about for years. The pitchforks are going to come out and now they're coming out in the form of the union. Are you surprised that it took so long? Yes. But I, I, I'll tell you what happened. COVID. Ah, uh, As an accelerator for many things. When you decide that you are not willing to die for your employer, Mm -hmm. turns out there's a lot of other stuff you don't (laughs) want to do either. That's a great perspective. And and we learned that things can change on a dime and that all the things that people were asking for suddenly became possible. Yes. Gosh. Yes. And so... We don't believe that you can't do it anymore. Yeah. You know, that that's what employees are thinking. Heather, we're at a show, maybe the biggest show of the year in terms of technology and, and TA and HR. Any takeaways so far from the show or things that you're anxious to see? Any vendors that you're interested in talking to? 
I'm excited to just see what's going on and what people are working on. You know, generative AI is hot, but we'll see how that goes out. I am very skeptical. Yes. Um, but I'm interested in that, and I'm interested in figuring out how people are understanding the work. Everyone of a certain age, and I'm looking at everyone at the table, is a little skeptical about all of this stuff. Heather, thanks for joining us. For our listeners who want to know more about you or connect where would you send them? Connect with me on LinkedIn, Heather Bussing. Easy. Too easy. easy. I love it. Another one in the can, Chad. We out. We out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Cheese podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.